Welcome to the Good Stuff Family Podcast. I'm Don Kendrick, and I am so glad you're here. This is the place you're going to find genuine inspiration in authentic, vulnerable stories that are distinctly different than anything you'll see in mainstream media. The story that binds all of these together, it's my own testimony. Candid, transparent story of my own journey. Holy shift, grit, grind, divine design. Stories from a former news reporter with a renewed purpose. Welcome to the family. Part of waking up is waking up. That's what we say. That's what we believe. The opportunity to take the next best step. We come uh, to you live on Friday mornings to have these gratitude conversations. Our theme today is the name you call yourself. And my um, godsend friend, Rich Smith, joining us again this morning. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Don. And good morning, Good Stuff family. How's it going? For me, it's going great. Actually, really good. Good momentum on this end. Um, but speaking of the name you call yourself, it's going to be an article by Sharon Janes that we're going to be talking about this morning. I think it's awesome food for thought for all of us. Uh, but am I to understand that the name you call yourself is renewed dancer boy uh, from being <laughs> at the Madonna concert? New inspiration from Madonna. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> no. like, <laughs> I used to dance with uh, a dance team at the Boot Scootin' Saloon in Cuyahoga Falls back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and um, just got a notification the other day about they're doing like a reunion meeting, and, and we're going to meet at the Dusty Armadillo in Rootstown and uh, just kind of have a reunion to dance, and I just got these visions of all these people, including myself, like, just limping out to the floor, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. And I went to the Madonna concert last night. Like, if she can be on stage at her age and just be having a phenomenal 60. show, yeah, she's 65. Um, uh -huh. then I'm pretty sure I can make myself to a reunion at the age of 48. So, um, well, I'll be 48 in April, but yeah, so it's, I figure, why not? Yeah, oh, I love it. We'll see. Okay, so I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, so and I think it's a good place to start because look at all the names Madonna has been called. Think about that, you know. Um, she's an icon in a lot of ways, but also a lot of criticism and stuff. So this article that we're going to um, talk about today, I want to get right to it too, because um, it may take a bit of time, is from Sharon Janes. I actually had the pleasure to interview her not too long ago. Um, she's an author of several books some public speaker and she speaks to me personally in these emails that I get from her. And I thought, well, I feel like I really need to share um, this one today. So this is her, if you're not familiar, her name again is Sharon Janes. Her article uh, that we were going to, we're going to talk about this morning, please comment too. I see more people are watching than are commenting. So if you could even just let us know you're here, Jackie, by the way, good morning. Um, then we could, we can have a conversation kind of about this. That's what we do. Together we can, together we will. So um, at the top of her, the name you call yourself article, she says, no matter what's on your birth certificate, what others have called you, or what you have called yourself, God calls you his dearly loved child. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I know that I do. Uh, and here's here's how she starts her article. I held Harper's hand as we walked into the restaurant to place our name on the waiting list. 
actually, I walked my seven-year-old granny skipped. I gave the hostess the number in our party, expressed the desire for an outside table, and told her, yes, crayons, please. And then the hostess asked my name, and I replied, Sharon. Harper quickly corrected me. No, it's Aunt Sharon, she told the hostess. Smiles and giggles went all around. Harper had no idea what was so funny. That was my name. All through life, we're known by different names. Some lovely, some laughable, some loathsome. Mm. Some others call us. Uh, some we call ourselves. In the Bible, there's a story of a woman named Naomi who changed her name. She and her family left their home in Bethlehem and moved to Moab. But over the next 10 years, her husband and two married sons died. Imagine if you're Naomi. When she decided to return to Bethlehem, only her daughter-in-law, Ruth, joined her. And I've been fascinated with the story of Ruth lately. It keeps coming up as a theme. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay, she said to uh, her mother-in-law. Anyway, I, I took a detour there. Uh, back to the article. It says, Naomi was broken. She must have looked very different as she trudged into town forlorn. forlorn. Is that Naomi, her friends asked? And she said, Quote, don't call me Naomi, which means pleasant in Hebrew. Call me Mara, bitter, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. That's from Ruth 1, 20 to 21. So how many people can relate to that? Like, Rich, we know like a lot of the stories that we do, again, we say, really, God, really, those moments, really, God, why? And I think it's fair. It's fair. Naomi did it, you know, and um, uh, Sharon went on to say, a time or two, I've changed what I call myself according to the circumstances of my life. Have you, if you're listening, have you done that? Failure, unwanted, inadequate, loser. But you know what? None of those names, she writes, is true. Those are not names God calls me or you. No matter what's on your birth certificate, what others have called you, or what you've called yourself, God calls you his dearly loved child. If you have placed your faith in Jesus, he also calls you. And I'm going to put this up here. You can, um, you're listening in podcast mode. Thegoodstufffamily.com is where you can find a link to this video feed that we're doing simultaneously. and in uh, on the video, you'll be able to see these all these quotes. Thank you, Rich. All of the um, Bible verses that point to what God calls. So here's some of the things He calls us that she points out: anointed, appointed, accepted, reconciled, righteous, redeemed, forgiven, free, friend, chosen, holy, dearly loved, justified, qualified, Jesus's bride. All different complete ends of the spectrum to the things that we call ourselves sometimes and allow others to call us, uh, you know, those words that she mentioned earlier, failure, unwanted, inadequate, loser. So what a great perspective check for today. Um, and eventually Ruth married Naomi's relative Boaz and had a son. Naomi's friends then encouraged her, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age from Ruth 4, 14 to 15. And Sharon wrote, I think this grandma dropped the name Bitter Mara and picked back up the name Pleasant Naomi. So Ruth, like I said earlier, is a great example, I think, for our, for me anyway, right now. And uh, 
I don't know if you've ever heard this song. I'm going to play it really quickly. Um, it is called The God Who Sees. Only a little little clip of it. It's with Kathy Lee Gifford and Nicole C. Mullen, in which they kind of tell Ruth's story. I wonder who else listening today can relate. Centuries later, there was another woman named Ruth. She was from the land of Moab, and she had been met with great grief and heartache. She was a widow, and she lived with her mother-in-law, who was also a widow. But now it was time to move on. Ruth had never been to Bethlehem, and she had never tasted of the house of bread. But now she heard an inner invitation to come and taste and see. And so she made a vow to her mother-in-law and said, Where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. And where you die, I will die. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. And so they set out on a journey to the promised land. She's traveling through the desert And she's leaving her She's hoping for a future Praying God will lead her there And he says I will put a ring around your finger child within your womb, and the Savior will be born for you, to free the world from sin, and He'll make all things new for you, and love you back to life again, again. And Ruth found great happiness in Bethlehem and gave birth to a son named Obed, who gave birth to a son named Jesse, who then gave birth to a son named David. But now this same once shepherd boy, mighty warrior, an anointed king, oh, he's alone, terrified in the darkness. So that inspires me so much. Because that story of Ruth who said, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. She's saying it to her mother-in-law. But I, I believe, what if we all said that to God? Where you go, where you lead, I will lead. I, I mean, where you lead, I will go. Where you ask me to stay, I will stay. And all the conflict that we do internally about what are what's next where do i go what what do you have what do you have what if we just said god where you leave, where you go i will go where you stay i will stay where you need me that was huge for me and and at the end when she talks about david so it turns out ruth is in the direct lineage of when you follow those boring parts of the bible she is um in the line of where Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. So she is, you know, several obviously generations, but I mean, who knew, who knew? I actually learned that from the crossing church here in St. Louis, where he, he talked about the importance of Ruth. 
So if you're just joining us, we're, we have kind of um, taken a dive into this article that really inspired me and I wanted to share it with you. It's from Sharon Janes. She's an author who actually we were blessed to have on our podcast. And I'll put that interview with her in the, the notes here in the comments. But we're wrapping up her article here where she says, let's learn from Naomi that our identity and our dignity is given to us by God. How many times, you guys, have we assigned our identity to something that someone else has labeled us? Just think about that for a second. And sometimes it's an identity we've labeled ourselves. So what if we learn from Naomi that our identity and dignity is given to us by God, our Redeemer? And let's make sure we don't change what we call ourselves according to ever-changing circumstances. Instead, may we listen to God's voice. I have called you by name in your mind, Isaiah 43, 1, she writes. And this is Sharon's prayer. Father, forgive me for seeing myself as less than how you see me. Regardless of my circumstances, help me remember I am holy, chosen, and dearly loved. Can you just remember those three today? Holy, chosen, dearly loved. In Jesus' name, amen, she prays. And then she asks, what names have you been calling yourself that you need to drop? No one's going to probably post those in comments, nor do I expect you to. Hey, good morning, Kelly Nelson. Yeah, John Crowley's in too. Good morning, Kellyanne. Um, what names that God is calling you resonate with your heart? So I would hope that we could all take those holy, chosen, dearly loved, those titles, and let them resonate in our heart. Leave a comment, she asked, and share you'll find that you're not alone. So she points to her book, Enough, Silencing the Lies That Steal Your Confidence, asking if the voices in your head tell you that you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough. I mean, we could go on and on. I, I see young teenagers who I love so much in my life right now asking the same questions, but the truth is it's so easy for those voices, isn't it, y'all? So easy to tell you that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not young enough or just not at all? If so, it's time to stop listening to the lies that sabotage your confidence and replace them with truth. I love it. So, um, Rich, you have any deep thoughts there? I was, no, <laughs> I was I, like, we got to talk about this today. Oh, I'm with you on that. I mean, so many times the things that hold us up in our lives are what people project on us. And sometimes mm -hmm. that brave movement is just taking that small step forward to that greater journey of enlightenment, right? And so just unshackling yourself from what others project on you because we know that our self-worth is more than that. Amen. And if it takes each other to remind us, like you were just uh, mentioning a quote this morning that you were sharing with someone that sometimes that's exactly when we talk about our calling, our calling is to uplift, encourage, and inspire each other to remember what we're called by God. Don't you, don't you think? Oh yeah. And, and, and one of the, the best titles I think that we could ever give one another is friend, you know, just, just having that momentum of, of encouragement and support um, and just being there for people in the moments that they need us to be there in. There's no, no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's irreplaceable love when, when you can be there for somebody and stand in for them. Yep. It just occurs to me, we had Sharon's name and picture up while you were talking. <laughs> to be clear, that's not Sharon Janes. I forgot to take 
Oh, <laughs> she's got a very manly voice. Yes, now. it's very deep, and especially this early in the morning during coffee. Yes, right. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone who's listening would you do you want to comment? Do you want to make this kind of a conversation? Any thoughts that you have to share? Because we can um, actually wrap this up a little early today because at uh, I gotta get I'm in St. Louis, so at eight central, which is nine. Uh, Eastern Cleveland, we're going to do another, we're going to start doing back-to-back live hits here. And it's going to be with uh, an author series that we're doing called In Their Own Voices, or excuse me, In Their Own Words. And today's the second chapter that we're reading of a book called Murphy's Don't Quit with Colleen Murphy. So it would be, um, you know, okay, if we wrap this up for once in my life, not going long, but actually early, but uh, it would be great if you're listening now if you want to uh, click back in. I don't know if you'll be on the way to work or out on a run, but it's a great inspirational story of overcoming traumatic brain injury and her daughter. And now they're on a speaking circuit, y'all. This is someone who is supposed to be, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, like a vegetative state because of the severity of her brain injury. So again, doctors in their best estimate called her little hope gave her the assignment of little hope and she's not back to normal, but she is inspiring in ways she never could have before. So I would say, you know, when her mom never gave up hope for Lauren, what God was calling her to be was inspiration. That sounds a lot better than hopeless, you know? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and I would just encourage you guys to take note notes of those names that you guys are, are, being called today and uh write them all down and set fire the ones that don't belong you know keep the ones that you love and and let go of the ones that you don't amen it's it and so there's just a lot of um good therapeutic value in literally setting fire to the writing them down of course you have to be careful (laughs) we're not promoting anything that might require a fire department but it is very therapeutic you know so um All right, Rich. Well, God bless you. Thanks again for starting uh, Friday morning with us on the best part of waking up is waking up. I appreciate you more than you know. And you know what we say, if you're listening, uh, we're glad to have you along. Uh, The challenge is to see the good in others and to be the good for them. On your mark, get set. Let's go. You are good, good, good. This has been a Grassroots Good Stuff family production. If you found inspiration here, subscribe and share, if you would, please. And we have big love and gratitude for our social media director. She is Danielle Folk, and she is consistently going above and beyond. Follow her at Farmhouse Storyteller. Hunter Hogan is our editor extraordinaire who connects all the best parts together. TheGoodStuffFamily.com is where you'll find our sponsors and advertisers who we are so grateful for for making so much of what we do possible. And find links on how you or your business could make a good stuff story of the future possible. See the good, be the good. That's what we do. How about you? On your mark, get set, let's go. Let's go.